the Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this 22nd day, day before Thanksgiving Wednesday. Tonight, going to talk about those Thanksgiving games. And there's one Black Friday game. Uh, the Jets will be uh, hosting Miami on Friday, uh, Black Friday day. And it's supposed to be a free streaming day for Amazon. So from what I understand, you can watch that game for free. Now, I've got Amazon personally. Uh, that should be able to, uh, you could stream that from the Amazon app or if you have a smart TV, watch that game. Uh, we'll talk about those games. Going to talk about the three tomorrow, the one on Black Friday. Uh, go over, um, you know, Alabama and college football, they're surging right now. And uh, they're eight. So I'm going to talk about scenarios where I think they can get to the playoff. I think they'll be Auburn coming up on Saturday. And I think they have more than a good chance, depending on the injury situation, um, to, to, to beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. Talk about that as well. Talk a little bit of college football scenarios. Plus, I've uh, been teasing this for a few days now, maybe maybe a couple of weeks. Teams that need a quarterback. Teams that need a quarterback. Uh I, I think Seattle needs a quarterback, and uh, from from the way they played last week uh, throughout this season, uh, Geno Smith is deteriorating. Um, God bless him; he, he got two more good years there out of Seattle at uh, pretty good money there. So he, he's doing pretty well. But I do think they'll look for a quarterback. You guys will be surprised at how many teams could potentially. Uh, looking to uh, get another quarterback on their team in 24. You'll be surprised by that number more. So let's go ahead and take our first and only break. We'll be back here in 49 seconds, we meaning me, uh, here in 49 seconds, and we'll hit the ground running here on Sports Scope. Hello, Sports Scope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word, the cash sign and sports scope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports. That is sports with an S another S scope S K O P E at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. All righty then. So I wanted to start with this. Uh, you know, So last Sunday, uh, Seattle loses again to the Rams. Loses again to the Rams. Now, Geno Smith got knocked out of the game. He's supposed to be back and playing Thursday against the 49ers. But this Rams team has $70 million in dead cap this year. I've talked about that earlier in the season here, how they're basically – this is a flush-out year for the Rams, okay? Uh, Stetson Bennett's been hurt. Uh, he, he's supposed to be the guy that's kind of – you know, they may have to take a look at him to possibly replace Stafford. A little bit of a long shot. The guy's undersized. Uh, championship winning coach, uh, 
quarterback out of Georgia, but the Rams liked him. They took him in the fourth round when I thought he'd go to the seventh round or possibly may get uh, not drafted because he had that public intox charge just after the national championship game before the NFL draft. That didn't um, stop the Rams from taking him. But that being said, yeah, the Rams beat this Seattle team again. I went back and looked at Geno Smith's numbers here. Uh, well, first, take, just giving you what this Seattle team is right now. They got a flood of talent that they've acquired from the Denver trade. You know, Jackson, Ajigma Smith, first-round pick out of, out of Ohio State. Looks like having a pretty good camp. Seems to be coming on lately. Tyler Lockett, D.K. Metcalf, a fully healthy defensive line there. Leonard Williams, they got him in a trade from the New York Giants. They got former Pro Bowler Jamal Adams back there. Got Devin Witherspoon, first-rounder. They got, uh, I think it was like a fifth pick overall there. That was part of the Denver Bronco trade. Remember, he got the pick six when they played at the Giants on Monday Night Football this year. So this really good team, man. Now, Kenneth Walker got hurt, but they got this Charbonnet guy. He's got like a uh, uh, – he was a rookie also out of UCLA. He got kind of a wine name, though. So this team, they, they, they should be able to run all over. The Rams, they're shaky on their line as well, and the Rams find a way to beat them. They, 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 find, they find a way to beat them again. And like I said, Geno Smith's completion percentage – uh, I went back and looked at his numbers. His completion percentage is worse than Desmond Ritter and Mac Jones. Okay. Uh, those are two guys that are not going to be starting quarterbacks for their teams next year. I, I can almost assure you that. Uh, I think they brought Ritter in because they felt like they had to at Atlanta. Uh, there's a chance that Arthur Smith might not be there. There's a chance in, in New England that uh, Bill Belichick won't be there. Um, I'm almost 99.9% certain. Bill Belichick says anybody and everybody needs to be looked to possibly play Sunday uh, when the Patriots come back and play. That That's that's what situation they're at in New England after what happened um, back in, in uh, what was it, Frankfurt or UK or whatever, uh, in that awful 10-6 loss to the Indianapolis Colts. So, his again, Geno Smith's completion percentage is worse than those two guys. Okay, he, he's 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 in the twenties. Uh, he has digressed here. Okay, this is a young and upcoming team for the most part. All right, um, I do think they're doing a good job. I like Jackson Najigma Smith, this Bobo guy. He's another receiver. They've kind of got him out of nowhere. A later round draft pick. They do have a young team. Uh, Witherspoon looks to be a player there for them at, at that cornerback position. Uh, you got a Leonard Williams. They may add somebody to that defensive line with this draft as well. Coming up here in 24, one Monk had them taken under the defensive line. And they had talked about Seattle, Pete Carroll, had talked about possibly getting a quarterback last year, uh, decided not to do so. Uh, I know that Hendon Hooker, they looked at Hendon Hooker, former Tennessee player. He ended up going to the third round to the Detroit Lions. So uh, it, I just think that judging by the way they're playing right now, uh, I expect them to lose uh, tomorrow night when they play against um, – I expect them to lose 
uh, tomorrow night when they play against the 49ers. Okay. So it, it, it just is what it is. Um, looking for this Seattle. I've had a part two here. Okay. So Seattle, I'm predicting will go after a quarterback. All right. Uh, that there, there's some mocks that may, yeah, I mean, Jalen Daniels may be available for him. Uh, maybe a JJ McCarthy from Michigan. Jalen Daniels is out of LSU. Uh, those type of players. So you put Seattle in the quarterback market here. Okay. Um, the quarterback market going ahead. I know Geno Smith, they got him in a pretty team-friendly, flexible contract as well. Uh, they got most of their good players, uh, their left tackle, their right tackle. Those guys are all on rookie contracts. All their main players other than Jamal Adams uh, from uh, that they acquired from the Jets a few years ago, all those guys are simply on rookie contracts. Uh, now, listen, the Jets play this weekend. Uh, we talked about that news the other day. Zach Wilson bench for Tim Boyle. Uh, that he'll be starting against Miami on uh, this Black Friday game. So uh, you can pencil in. Yes, Aaron Rodgers will be back practicing. That's what he said on the Pat McAfee show the other day. He'll be back practicing, possibly by December second. So he's gonna be playing. The guy's gonna be forty years old. Uh, they're talk about this a little bit. Uh, Zach Wilson. $5 million old. They're going to move off Zach Wilson. They'll trade him for a later round pick or they'll release him. They're not going to keep that kind of money on the books here coming into 24. You could book it that, that the Jets will draft the quarterback as well. Okay. Uh, other, and, and some mock drafts have them actually taken a JJ McCarthy from Michigan, according to SI mock draft. Okay. Uh, the Giants. The Giants. Yes, the Giants. Uh, Daniel Jones, uh, Jones, he's out for the season. Uh, two touchdowns, six interceptions before Jones threw uh, towards ACL, okay? Uh, Daniel Jones, they can't cut him next year. They can trade him, or you can maybe get somebody to, to take on that contract. Uh, they can't cut him. He's like a $69 million hit next year. They could cut him in 24 I think uh, one mock draft has the Giants. Well, they like three and eight right now. One mock draft has them trading up to get a Caleb Williams. Okay. Uh, Caleb Williams, judging by the fact that they lost again this week to UCLA, uh, the heat that's coming down on Lincoln Riley, there's a chance USC could possibly move off Lincoln Riley. I don't think it'll happen this year. But there's a chance that he could be shaky coming into 24. That can hurt transfer players, transfer portal players, and recruits from this coming up recruiting class of the fear of him getting let go. Him getting let go in 24. Maybe he doesn't get fired this year, but him getting let it go in, in, in 24 here. Uh, they've already fired their defensive coordinator. Lincoln Riley said today, hey, I'm staying at USC, blah, blah, I'm not going to NFL. And I'm thinking, well, that might not be your choice after next year. So Caleb Williams, I'm listening to some of his wording, and he's not so strong about, yes, I'm coming back to USC. Uh, his dad said earlier when, when, the, when things were going well this season, his dad made the comment that Caleb may stay another year at USC 
if he does not like who's got the first overall pick. He's projected by most mock drafts to go number one overall. Uh, that's a little shaky now because of the, him crying in the stands and uh, he's showing he's overly emotional. Uh, jumping in the stands with his mom, crying, painting his nails. Uh, he He's also playing a little reckless. At also, he might not go number one overall. It may be one of these other players here. It's a pretty talented draft here. So uh, looking at that, that being said, plus he's got the Lincoln-Riley stigma of maybe Lincoln-Riley is just making these players look better than, than what they are, okay? But now he's saying, I don't know. I might, I might come out now. Okay, so I'm leaning that he's going to come out because of the Lincoln Riley situation. Um, I'm, I'm leaning that he's going to come out, work out, get it, uh, you know, get squared away. That's probably going to be in his ear. Uh, train up to what to say at the combine. Train up to what to do, say and do at pro day during the interviews and all that good stuff here. Because I do think his stock has went down uh, with his play over the last couple of weeks here. So, anyways. There was one rumor that, like I said, going back to the Giants, that they may trade up in the SI mock draft. That could possibly happen, okay? Um, they're, they have to figure out something to do with Daniel Jones. I don't think it's going to be that big a deal. I really don't. Uh, but I do think they will trade. Uh, they might not trade up to get Caleb, but they will go after quarterback. I think they feel like they've probably missed on two touchdowns, six interception, Daniel Jones, working with Brian DeBall in the second year as i predicted they were um a lot of what you saw last year was smoke and mirrors it was like matt Nagy and mitch trubisky last year kind of get a sense that maybe the owner was pushing daniel jones on the ball last year so that's what i think that simply may happen and the giants will be another one of those teams that will draft the quarterback whether they trade up or not so you put the giants in there okay you put the two New York teams that are going to draft a quarterback, in my opinion, coming up next year. Okay. Uh, who else here? I said Mick Lincoln Riley, Daniel Jones. We talked about that. Um, Desmond Ritter. I, Desmond Ritter uh, has already been benched. I think they're going to put him back in there. Uh, I think they're, they're real uh, – what do you call it um, – undecisive, indecisive on this season right now. The Atlanta Falcons, Arthur Smith, he's a guy that could be on the hot seat here. Uh, there's a chance he could stay. There's, there's a chance he could stay. They've got some talent there. Ritter's not that guy. Ritter's not that guy. I definitely think the Atlanta Falcons will draft a quarterback uh, or that they will acquire another quarterback at some point. Um I do not think that they're going to use the backup there. Uh, just the guy's name slipped my mind. It doesn't make no never mind anyways. Uh, Heineke. Uh, Heineke is really a backup. Pretty decent bridge player or bridge quarterback. Uh, Ritter is not getting it. Uh, it's not going to be Ritter. They'll move off one of those guys. Probably move off Heineke because he's a veteran. It'll be cheaper to keep Ritter as a backup. I'd prefer Heineke over Ritter as a backup in my opinion. But either way, they're going to whack the quarterback. Got some really good – I love Drake London. Drake London, very good player. Kyle Pitts, underutilized. Uh, Bajon Robertson, excellent, excellent player there. Above average offensive line. 
still a little shaky at the defense. They get torched on their corners, but they've had some injuries as well. Uh, and they're still in it, by the way. They're still in it, technically. They got to play. I want to say they play the Saints this week and Derek Carr will be back. That'll be one of the games I'll talk about with Carlos Madden, New Yorker Chavez on Friday's show. No show Thursday. Now, I need a break too, right? No show tomorrow. Uh, so, anyways, uh, I, but I do. Uh, I don't care if they make the playoffs. They will get a quarterback in 24 and probably use the draft to do so. Okay? So, you put them down, all right? The Bears. A lot of people saying maybe um, some mock drafts have the Bears taken like um, – with the number two pick or whatever, or possibly the number one if they can't trade it. Marvin Harrison, I'm not one of those people. I, I think they're done with fields. I, I think that they put a lot of players around fields. I think he's up and down. Uh, they got the safety. Uh, they got the safety on Sunday there. Uh, I, I think they will, and I, I do think that the Bears will probably move off Eberflus. They're going to go offensive-minded. Uh, they could draft Caleb Williams if they get the right coach there. Uh, maybe that coach is Jim Harbaugh, okay? That coach very well may be Jim Harbaugh, and I forgot to put that in my notes, but I, I've got a bite here. If I can get it to play, I will. Urban Meyer saying about Harbaugh um, with, with that situation. Harbaugh may get suspended, whatever. That being said, I think that, that maybe Drake may maybe Michael Penix if they don't like Caleb Williams. But I think the Bears will get a quarterback coming up in this draft. It was talked about in the offseason last year whether they should just draft a quarterback or, or go with uh, uh, go with uh, Justin Fields. I think that that decision has been made, and they will go with the quarterback and move off Justin Fields in some way, shape, form, or fashion. They may be able to trade him, get something out of Fields because he's still technically on his rookie contract but it's not going to be cheap. Okay, uh, so, and we'll recap this here in just a second. Uh, the Pats, of course, they, they benched Mac Jones already. Bill Belichick said, watch out. You don't know who's going to play the next time we play a game. Mac Jones, the, the Patriots definitely will go out their quarterback as well. All right? Uh, now, now the Raiders. Uh, Aiden O'Connell had a great uh preseason here didn't play bad against Miami uh he, he they won their first two games we'll see about Aiden O'Connell uh one mock draft said maybe they go after Jalen Daniels from LSU uh I can see that it just depends on how well uh, uh, Aiden O'Connell plays the fifth round pick out of Purdue had a really good training camp had a really good preseason like uh Darrell DTR Darrell Thompson-Robertson from uh, Cleveland got his first win there as a rookie with the Browns there on Sunday. They got, uh, what you would call it, fired there. Matt Canada with, with Pittsburgh. So uh, that one remains to be seen, but you put them in, uh, in, in the possibly may draft a quarterback as well or acquire one, okay? Uh, I've talked about this since the beginning of the season, and I'm still staying with it. Tampa Bay and... Uh, I think Tampa will probably fire. Tampa will probably fire Todd Bowles at the end of the season, and they'll move off Baker Mayfield. It's not going to be Kyle Trash. That uh, they'll, I think they'll move off Baker Mayfield. So uh, you're saying, wow, that's a lot of, <laughs> and I'm gonna give you that here in just a second. Uh, Arizona. Let, let's not. 
Arizona. Now, I'll tell you what. Kyler Murray looked pretty good the other day. Almost, they almost beat Houston. Uh, they did beat Atlanta, like I said. There's still part of me thinks Michael Bidwell, the owner, up in Arizona. Part of me thinks that he is looking at this from the standpoint of uh, maybe we can get this guy's stock up and move off of him. Uh, Jordan Love, Green Bay's very conservative. Love has played better as of late. I think he's going to get his butt kicked tomorrow. Green Bay, very conservative. That's a maybe. That's a maybe right there in Green Bay with, with Love, Chad. Um, so if you look at it, uh, you know, very good chance for uh, for Arizona and, and, and Vegas as well. So you're looking at all these names here. Minnesota, by the way. Uh, do not do, do not count out Minnesota. Uh, not unless Dobbs gets them to the playoffs and they decide to do what I suggested, maybe try to build around Josh Dobbs. I like O'Connell. I like what that head coach has done. Possibly that can happen. Okay. Uh, I think they will. I think they'll probably let Cousins go. Uh, got Dobbs, there's a chance that maybe he does regress. Maybe that's why he's bounced back from team to team to team. Maybe they see something in Dobbs that I don't, that he's probably good for a short spurts here and there, and then he's a little careless with the ball. Uh, so I'm putting Minnesota as a possible maybe with Arizona, okay? Uh, Minnesota with Arizona. So if you start to look at this again and recap here, folks, we're talking Seattle, Atlanta, New England, Tampa, unless Dobbs plays better, uh, Minnesota, the, the two New York teams, Las Vegas and Arizona, Chicago, 10 potential teams that may acquire a quarterback through the draft or through some type of trade. Uh, that is a third of the league. But I do think, uh, you know, we, we've got guys like uh, Caleb Williams, Drake May, uh, uh, Michael Penix, Bo Nix. Okay, that's for Jalen Daniels of LSU. You've got the guy from Notre Dame. Uh, you're talking five, six quarterbacks here that are getting pretty highly grades. J.J. McCarthy uh, from Michigan. Uh, so is everybody going to work out? No, probably not. I mean, they, they all may bust. You may have three legit starters here. Look back at the 2020 draft here. You got Justin Herbert. You have Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow and Tua. That was all just 2020, okay? And then in 2021, uh, not so much, okay? You got guys like Justin Fields, uh, who, who's already out, and uh, who else was in there? Oh, God, I can't remember. But either way, uh, those quarterbacks simply have not panned out uh, the way, you know, guys like uh, Kenny Pickett. People are already talking bad about Kenny Pickett. And, and like I said, he, uh, Chad mentioned Jordan Love. So Green Bay's got him under contract for one more year. They're super conservative. They don't have an owner. They're owned by uh, the city or whatever. It's dealt up in shares or whatnot. Uh, it's kind of complicated the way they are looking either. So uh, Pickle says it's easier to fire a coach than find a quarterback. So, yeah, you got guys that's making a lot of money that's going to make some money like a, like a Daniel Jones here. Uh, a Geno Smith, but but I do think that 
they're going to make some moves there. I think those teams, uh, they might not get one early in the first round, but I do think those teams will uh, try to acquire a quarterback in the 2024 draft or through some type of free agency, uh, some type of trade. Somebody's going to get Kyler Murray. Somebody may take a chance on Justin Fields. Very talented guys, uh, but we'll have to see how they play, okay? I mean, you got guys like Mac Jones, Trey Lance in 20. Uh, these are, I think those are 21 guys. Yeah, Mac Jones, Trey Lance. I mean, their look is pretty much bust right now, you know? Uh, and then 2022 guys, you got your Kenny Pickett's and Brock Purdy's. Uh, obviously, Brock Purdy, I was reading something that uh, his numbers are way better. His And he, and, and of course, Cousins is out there. So somebody else will probably pick up Cousins, maybe uh, Atlanta, somebody like that. I, I do not think that Minnesota will bring him back. He's going to ask for a lot of money. I think they felt like they could get everything they add out of Cousins. Then again, Minnesota's kind of desperate. Uh, that's all you're going to get out of Cousins, man. You know, it's what I've been saying about Minnesota for a while is, for one thing, his his, his contracts uh, ran out, okay? Cousins' contracts ran out. Uh, he's going to look around in free agency. They're going to look to try to save some money here. They know that they don't have any kind of players on defense. Uh, they've improved. By the way, Brian Flores, as good as he's playing – Maybe he gets picked up somewhere else. And some people say, what about Sam Howell? Well, Sam Howell's numbers are very good in Washington. They're very good. I do think Rivera's probably going to get fired. and But I do. Sam Howell's numbers are good. Eric Bieniemy will probably end up uh, getting that job. He's going to be, because he's done such a good job with, with Howell, uh, but he'll definitely get one of the, the first to be interviewed for that job. Okay, so... Uh, I, I know that sounds like a lot, but I do think that there's going to be a lot of movement there. Guys like Tannehill will probably get a job somewhere. Uh, these are teams, Tannehill and Kirk Cousins, the teams that, that they can't quite get up there or don't want to make that bold move to get to the top of the draft. They'll be stuck with one of these air quote bridge quarterbacks in Kirk Cousins or Ryan Tannehill. We still got to let the rest of the season shake out. Uh, but the Giants, yeah, everything I'm reading, uh, I, I think I think that they definitely will be one of those teams. Uh, the Jets, uh, what I mean, yeah, they need a tackle too. Uh, maybe they take a guy, take the Hartman there from Notre Dame in one of the later rounds. Uh, but they're not; they're definitely not going to keep Zach Wilson at that five million dollar salary. They're going to need that off their books there in twenty four. So. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting off season, folks. We're, a lot of decisions here are made right about now. It's right about Thanksgiving. Uh, you've got past the first few months here. You kind of know what you got. A lot of people are getting film on on, on your on your young quarterback, and and it's a yay or nay. I'm telling you, it, it's a nay on Justin Fields. It's going to be a nay on Desmond Ritter. It's uh, it's likely going to be a nay on a Kirk Cousins, if you ask me. Uh, he's he's just comes at too much money, man. You know. So, anyways, that is what it is. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna talk a little college football. Okay. Now, gonna get towards the end of the show. I'll, I'll give you my picks here 
thoughts on these games coming up on Thanksgiving? And of course, you got one game on, on Black Friday there. That that uh, speaking of that, uh, Tim Boyle will be starting for the Jets here. I uh, guess a pretty healthy Miami Dolphin team. Okay, uh, Jordan Travis. You know he he got a gruesome leg injury from Florida State. So Florida State folks, of course they did win. Uh, now now they have to play Florida and the big rival game coming up this week. Uh, Florida State will. They've got a they've got a uh, uh, big rival game. Of course they're eleven and zero. Uh, saddest thing of the weekend, arguably the entire season was Jordan. Uh, this was off of, uh, I think this might've been off of SI.com too. Uh, carted off the field, gruesome leg injury. Uh, they had a chance to, to possibly win a national championship. Now, of course they're likely, well, they're going to play Louisville and the conference championship. They could lose Saturday to Florida. Florida, I have a backup, too. I think they'll probably still beat Florida coming up this Saturday. and But I think Louisville will probably get them. I think Louisville will probably beat them uh, in the ACC championship without their starting quarterback. Okay, that's how close it is. Louisville, big win the other day against Miami, by the way. Uh, Washington, yeah, I told you guys I thought Washington played really well. They're up to number four, 11-0 in the college football rankings. Uh Penix played excellent. You know, they will play Oregon at a neutral site, likely, uh, for the the conference championship. So, I tell you what, Oregon is a better team balance-wise. At a neutral site, Oregon will probably beat them. Oregon will probably beat them, uh, a one-loss Oregon team here, okay? But um, I'll say this here. Uh, so you, you've got teams like Florida State's probably okay. Here, here's here's her, here's the standings right now. Uh, Georgia, Georgia plays Georgia Tech this weekend. They're, they're going to kill Georgia Tech, but Alabama is surging like nobody's business. Georgia's riding a 28 28 game winning streak. Uh, I feel like that's eventually going to catch up with them. Uh, that 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 the nerves of winning that many games, uh, playing a team like an Alabama with Alabama's talent there, uh, with the multi-dimension fashion uh, of an Alabama coming up not Saturday but next Saturday the conference championship game. Uh, now Alabama's way down there at number eight right now. Okay, but but keep that note that in your head. Uh, very good chance, pending a lot of injuries, something happened. Because uh, Alabama's their 14-and-a-half-point favorites against Auburn on Saturday. Uh, Auburn looked good. Auburn's kind of wearing down. They lost to New Mexico State. Uh, but they'll give Alabama everything and they can handle in Auburn this coming up Saturday. But I think they'll take care of that. And like I said, Washington, I don't know who they play this week, but I, I do think that uh, that Oregon is not a good matchup for them in a neutral site. And, of course, Ohio State, Michigan. Um, Michigan Michigan will, will beat them. I th- Michigan will beat them this weekend. We'll talk about that. And, uh, again, on the, their four and a half points, uh, I think Michigan beat them. Michigan will, will win the Big Ten uh, again and stay undefeated, led by J.J. McCartney. 
uh, a first round draft pick, by the way. Okay, so so you're looking at this and you're saying, okay, well, I, what about Texas? Uh, if if Florida State loses, Texas, uh, they're going to play. They got Texas Tech this weekend. Texas Tech beat them last year. They got Quinn Yours back. I think they'll beat. Um, they 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 will beat these guys. They will beat Texas Tech. Okay. And they got to play Oklahoma now. Remember, Oklahoma's got two losses now. Uh, I think they'll probably beat Oklahoma in that rematch. Carlos did make a good uh, a good observation there. But it, you just got to look at a team like Alabama. I made this note here. Like I said, Alabama, going back to Alabama, 14-point favorites over Auburn this Saturday. All-State, Michigan, loser likely out. Alabama has more than enough to beat a Georgia 28-game winning streak, okay? Uh, but the loser of Oregon and Washington, they will fall off. So I wrote this down. I think the favor Michigan is in, will win Saturday in the championship. Washington, Oregon, winner is going to be the second team in of Washington, Oregon, okay? Uh, because the Pac-12 is really strong this year, folks. Uh, the Pac-12 is just it, – it's unbelievably – uh, strong this year. A lot of quarterbacks here out of the back 12 this particular year. Okay. Now, so, so Georgia, if Alabama upsets Georgia, uh, they would get in number three. And of course, Georgia wins. They're going to get in. That would be the third team in. Okay. So the four seed would be Texas if they win that rematch over Oklahoma. Uh, or if they lose that game, maybe and, – and, and if Alabama beats Georgia, UGA would get in over Ohio State if Alabama nearly beats them in the championship. Now, here's another scenario, okay? That's if Alabama beats Georgia uh, – that, that type of scenario. If Alabama beats Georgia and Florida State loses, okay? Now, Florida State with their backup quarterback, what if they win? What if Washington – who's undefeated? What if they win? What if Michigan, who's undefeated, or Ohio State, that makes no one ever mind, and they win? So you got three undefeated uh, teams there, and then you get Texas. What if they they win? Do they get in over Alabama, who they beat by 10 in Tuscaloosa? So that that would be just can you imagine if alabama beats georgia okay and so i i think some of the uh playoff uh committee people uh, some may say well that was at the beginning of the season uh the the the, the strength of loss and all that uh you got to do strength of schedule and and everything so if what if uh, the undefeated teams run the table the rest of the way, and Alabama beats the number one team in the country, beats a number one team in the country, and uh, it's on a 28-game winning streak, but Texas wins out, and Texas beat Alabama. But Texas' loss is to Oklahoma. So then there's two ways to look at it. I would say, well, the team that beat Alabama in Alabama's backyard, 
you you probably want to lean that way. But then again, you got to look at strength of loss. Okay, Alabama's only loss was to a pretty high-ranked Texas team. Texas' loss was to a Oklahoma team who lost two games. You see what I'm saying, Chad? So strength of schedule would decide definitely be the controversy there. Okay. Uh, then you say, well, how how good was Georgia? You know, they they beat the crap out of a 10th rank of Miss team. That is true. Uh, Tennessee was ranked. They beat them pretty good uh, by multiple touchdowns. That's true. Kentucky was ranked. They ran them off the field. That was true. Uh, they really haven't played anybody uh, up to this point. If you other than Ole Miss, of course, Ole Miss was ranked, but the SEC is somewhat down. Uh, Florida's been way down. Florida, Florida was way down. Okay, uh, but then you can say, well, what about the teams they barely beat? Uh, Missouri. Uh, yeah, they beat Missouri by nine points, but Missouri's pretty ranked pretty well, high. Okay. Um, uh, South Carolina and Auburn pushed them pretty far, and Missouri, all those teams had leads on, on uh, Georgia, but Georgia pulled away and wins. So it, that, it would be a tough one. I can see people making the argument for Alabama getting in over Texas, but for Texas – it's, I mean, how ticked off would the Texas fans be if, and I don't think this will happen. I, I think Louisville will probably beat Florida State, and I think a one-loss Oregon will probably beat Washington on a neutral site. Uh, if you do a one-loss Oregon that beat Washington on a neutral site coming up in two weeks, and Alabama beats the number one team in the country, they're going to jump them. OK, um, I can see it going the other way because, hey, listen, it's SEC. It's Nick Saban. It was at the beginning of the year when they lost. What do you think, Pickles? And Georgia, Georgia and Michigan had a walk in the park early. And I, it just is what it is. Uh, Michigan, by the way, and maybe Michigan lose. I mean, Ohio State, I've been selling them short all year. They could beat Michigan come Saturday. Michigan's games were a lot closer. They didn't even throw the ball against Penn State in the second half. So you could see where this potential controversy would be. Now, all that being said, this time next year, this time next year, we'll be coming into Thanksgiving weekend. It'll probably be Michigan. Uh, Michigan's probably going to lose some players. It'll be Ohio State and somebody. Ohio State's more consistent with their recruiting. In the Big Ten, okay? And then the week after this time next year will be the uh, the, the, the conference championships, okay? We'll be just like, that'll be normal. But then, wait, wait for it. There's not going to be none of this six weeks crap next year. Wait for a game and all that. We're not going to be waiting from December 3rd all the way up to the 31st on uh, New Year's Eve. No, it's going to be a two-week layoff, and then December 19th is when the college football playoff begins, and it's constant college football. For example, 
uh, the top teams that will have the bye week. If we were in next year now with these teams now, Georgia, Florida, Georgia, Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Florida State would all have bye weeks. Alabama would be playing. Alabama would be playing uh, Missouri. Uh, Michigan will be playing number twelve. Two, I think that's Tulane. That symbol there, and number six. Number six, Oregon would be playing Penn State. I would take Oregon there. And number seven, uh, Texas would be playing um, number 10, Louisville. Brown Brown, former Louisville quarterback. And then the winner of that, Texas, uh, Louisville, they would play at Ohio State. Ohio State would have got a home game there. And the winner of Oregon and Penn State, which that will be an awesome game, they would play at Washington. So Washington could play Oregon again. That would be pretty cool. Uh, and then Michigan, Tulane, Michigan would beat them, and then Michigan would play Florida State. That would be a great one if Jordan Travis didn't get hurt last week. Then, of course, the winner of Alabama and Missouri, of course, it would probably be Alabama. They would play Georgia. So Georgia would have the tough first round there. They would have to play Alabama. Uh, I can't wait to this 12-team playoff. I, I think it's really going to be – yeah, if Ohio State beats Michigan, uh, I mean, they're, they're going to be in good shape because Ohio State hasn't lost. They've got big road wins. Uh, they won at Notre Dame. I thought that was a big win. They would have won at Michigan. Uh, and, and you know, I, I think they're going to be – their defense is better than what I thought. Remember what my guy um, Al Borges said, who watches all the games. He's a former coach. He said the reason why they beat Michigan last year or Ohio State is because those touchdowns were all cover zero blitzes. And now we've got this allegation of cheating. Maybe that maybe Michigan knew the sign, uh, Chad. Maybe maybe this game's a lot closer. But that being said, the year before they just ran all over Michigan or ran all over Ohio State. I think that'll be the same here. I I, I think it, you know, maybe without Harbaugh being there, it could be a, a Things could happen. Ohio State, um, I mean, they got some talent at receiver, man. They're pretty consistent this year. They have not blinked. Um, but then again, I mean, who's their real tough – I mean, they, they played Penn State at home, uh, and they 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 beat uh, Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Other than that, they haven't really done anything this year. But they've been more consistent on defense. Um there is no particular um there is no um um i don't know uh, no cheating issue here and uh, Harbaugh's not going to be there so but it is going to be in the big house it is going to be in Michigan i think they were probably holding back against Maryland last week and they knew they had uh, control especially in the second half of that Penn State game i told you Penn State offense was dreadful to say the least folks Penn State's offense, and of course they fired their offensive coordinator. A lot of people are watching Sportscope, so uh, I can't wait to this time next year, folks. A lot going to be happening in '24, mainly the college football playoff. Okay, let's switch gears. Tomorrow we got a full slate of games in the NFL. Back to the uh, back to the pros here. Um, 
I, you know, I read this from Fox Sports. I couldn't believe it. Uh, the Lions have a six-game losing streak on Thanksgiving Day. They've lost to the Vikings. They lost to the Bears. They lost to the Bears again. Uh, they lost to the Texans. Uh, Buffalo beat them last year, and the Bears beat them in 21. Okay, so that means no, never mind. This team loaded with players, uh, pretty healthy up front here. Maybe they were looking ahead last week against the Chicago Bears. Uh, more injuries keep mounting up for Green Bay, even though they got the win there. And that's another, that freaking Staley, he's he's going to get fired from the um, from the L.A. Chargers there. But anyways, okay. That being said, uh, they're playing Green Bay. Uh, remember the Lions beat them on a third. See, this ain't, this ain't right, man. The Lions had to play two Thursday night games this year. Uh, I think they're going to be okay, but I, I just don't like the way the NFL does this. Everybody should have to play just one of these freaking Thursday games. The Lions and the Cowboys, um, it seems like they play two every year. I know the Lions do. Either way. So the Lions are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, the Packers will not have Aaron Jones. And A.J. Dillon is questionable. A.J. Dillon's questionable. Running backs, short week, on the road. That is not good. That is not good. Bakhtiari, by the way, didn't play in the first game. Uh, so, Lions, by the way, early in the season, they went to Detroit, beat them by two touchdowns. Okay? Uh, the Lions have Montgomery back. Uh, they have Gibbs. Uh, they have another game with Jameis Williams there. That's the wild card. That's the wide receiver, very talented player. Memory had the, the the gambling issue. Uh, he got suspended. They withheld it from six to four games. He's getting back into the flow of things. Of course, Alamon St. Brown. They've got some little bit of issues on the back end of their defense there with Mosley and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Uh, been out for a while. That's a safety that the Lions got over from the Philadelphia Eagles. Hadn't played that much this year. But if you look at the Green Bay, uh, pretty banged up at running back here. Uh, still pretty banged up at the offensive line. It is going to be played at Detroit there. Uh, you just get a sense that the Lions are probably going to be all over. Jordan Love, not the quickest guy. He's nowhere near as quick as a, as a Justin Fields, who's a world-class athlete. Uh, I, I think I think the Lions, who match up really well against Green Bay, remember they knocked them out of the playoffs last year in Green Bay, uh, beat them pretty handily in Detroit last year as well. So it feels like this is a 24-10 Lions game. Now, if you're saying that ah, seven and a half is a little too much here, uh, you can adjust. You know, I've been telling my dad this, folks. You guys, if you're on FanDuel, which most of us are, and I'm sure these other sites who want to compete with FanDuel, um, Shaq Leonard hands out turkeys. Okay. Something came up about Shaq Leonard. And, and like I said, the Cowboys and the Eagles are interested in Leonard. I don't know why the Bills aren't. If you're Cowboys, do not let the Eagles sign Shaq Leonard, okay? Uh, side note here. Okay, anyways, all right. Now, 
you can alternate your point spread. If you want to do it to three, a three and a half, or two and a half, if you think the Lions can win by that much, I think the Lions will win this game. It's just by how much. But I think it feels like a 24 to 10 game to me for Detroit. Uh, Jared Goff, uh, man, he's just relaxed, offensive line. Uh, Jar Alexander may not play. Uh, they, they've had some other issues on the back end of the defense there. They've got a linebacker that's probably like not going to starting at linebackers, questionable for Green Bay as well. Uh, so it looks like a lot is going against Green Bay right now. Now they do got some confidence. They did beat, they did beat the, uh, of course, you know, Chargers gave it to them. They did, they did beat LA last Sunday, but this is in Detroit. I, I think, I think Detroit will, will win this one 24 to 10. But again, you can alternate it down uh, to a three uh, or two and a half point game if you want to do it that way. Either way, I like Detroit. Get that home win. Uh, best record since 1962, the Detroit Lions here. You know, so I, I think they'll be nine and two and, and purely in the driver's seat uh, in the a, NFC North, even though Minnesota's playing a lot better. Okay, Washington, Dallas. Now, you know, I'll tell you what, since Washington lost their two pass rushers there at the trade deadline, there was at Montez Sweat and Chase Young. I mean, they are 30th pickles. They are 30th in passing yards. Uh, for Christ's sake, Tommy DeVito led the Giants over them, uh, put 31 points on a Tommy DeVito-led Giants team. Yeah, I said it right. Uh, that Washington secondary is a sieve. I think Ron Rivera will probably get fired. Uh, I do think this will be a little bit higher scoring game. Uh, Dallas at 12 and a half point favorites, uh, at home. Um, last game they played was 25 to 10 at Dallas. Dallas wins. Dallas plays a meaningless game at the end of last season. How comes in? They're a little flat. Washington beats them in in Washington, but this game's going to be played at Dallas. You could say, is that too high for me? Do you want to lower it to six and a half? I may alternate if you put it in a parlay to a six and a half minus six and a half for Dallas, but a thirteen or a twelve and a half point spread. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I, I could see uh, it feels like a thirty four seventeen Dallas win. Dallas has a tendency to really pounce on these weak teams. Uh, Dak Prescott having the one of the best careers of his year. That's what I said, Chad. Danny DeVito's son beats Washington uh, when he was horrible by, to Dallas the week before that. So I can see Dallas really pouncing on Washington in this game. Now Washington's going to got they got, you know, it's a, it's a divisional game. They're going to be able to move the ball. That's why I say Washington probably was somehow – Find a way to fluster up 17 points. 34-17, that covers that 12 and a half there. Uh, Dallas wins. They they really, here the last two years, they have done a good job covering these big point spreads. We've seen it. We've seen it with the, with the Giants. Uh, we saw it on the road. That was a good win on the road. On the road at Carolina. Uh, they done it last year against the Colts. So, they do do a good job. Now they got to beat the good teams. Uh, they need to start by going out and make an Excel pitch to Shaq Leonard and not letting the Eagles, who've got to come to Dallas later on this year, uh, beat them. So 
again, I like Dallas to cover that. Again, if you want to parlay that up, you can alternate the spread. That option is below on the on the two games. You can maybe move it to a six and a half. You can move it all. You can pick it on the money line if you wanted to. You know, just to win straight up. But if you want to get a little bit better odds, you feel like maybe this is a closer division game. That option is available. And like I said, sometimes, particularly on parlays, I use that myself. Okay. Uh, tomorrow night, Seattle versus San Francisco. I just said, Geno Smith, they said he's going to play. I think he had a concussion or something. Uh, very likely he's going to play tomorrow. Uh, Kenneth Walker will not play. But they've got this Charbonnet guy. It's pretty good running back out of UCLA. Don't think that'll be an issue, but San Francisco is more healthier. Uh, this to uh, Topinga guy, very good safety, unfortunate. I think he tore his ACL for San Francisco. There's their safeties out. But Frisco, oh, man, I mean, Chase Young, you know, you got Nick Bosa, you got Fred Warner. Uh, they added Randy Gregory as an extra pass rusher. Uh, they're pretty good up front, and I don't know how good or how they're lack they're not of good that a Geno Smith is playing right now. Um, I, I, I'm just not really sure how he's going to play, even though this is at Seattle. Uh, short week, last game, last time they were seven point favorites, they did cover Seattle or San Francisco. They covered. And then, of course, they covered big time when they played at San Francisco both times last year. Remember, they played in the playoff game last year against Brock Purdy. Uh, this feels like a 26-13 game, San Francisco. Uh, I, I think they'll cover that. They, they will cover that, that seven points. I like San Francisco. Again, you can always alternate that down, alternate it to three. San Francisco definitely go more than three here uh, and, and win that road game. Okay, now Miami, this is at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern. Miami will be playing at the Jets. Tim Boyle will be starting for the Jets. The problem is the Jets, you don't know. who Elijah Barry Tucker, Micaiah Becton, those guys might not play. I think it's just Micaiah Becton. Don't, don't, don't quote me on Barry Tucker. I think Micaiah Becton is not going to play. You still got Browns out on the line there. I don't know what Rodgers is thinking when he thinks he can come back. They're going to be dealing with a bunch of backups there. Now, you know, Brees Hall's good and everything, but they're playing a relatively healthy Miami team who's got Jalen Ramsey, who's playing great. I mean, just, man, he is playing really good. Got his legs back, played well against the Raiders last week there. Um, Raiders a little bit more together on their offensive line, much better at tackle uh, than Miami. Remember, Miami's coming off their bye. Well, they had a bye week last week, and they played at home against the Raiders. Didn't look as sharp as I thought they should, but Miami, uh, this is a nine-and-a-half-point spread in favor of Miami, okay? Uh, but I don't how, – how are they going to score with Tim Boyle, man? How's the Jets going to score, not unless they get turnovers with Tim Boyle? I think the Jets are deflated right now. Um, I don't maybe maybe they're motivated and they play well. Maybe, maybe so. Uh, but I, I just don't think so. I, I think it this feels like a 24 to 9 Dolphins win here. Uh, but it is in New York. Uh, it is in East Rudford. 
New Jersey there. So it could go the other way. If you want to alternate that one down to four and a half, I can see it being within four and a half as well. But again, you, you, you got guys like Tim Boyle there. Uh, Miami will have some problems against their defense. But if you just play, just look at it this way. If you play just a field position in defensive game, uh, there's so many ways that Waddle and 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 Tyreek Hill and uh, who's that other guy Wilson? Uh, these other Achin may come back again. He's supposedly going to come back and play Friday. Uh, Devon Achin, the other running back here. So uh, I, I just got a feeling that. They can play the field position game, and it looked close early. And this could be a 13 to nothing game. This may be like that. Because I think Vangio is going to throw Tim Boyle, uh, the coordinator for Miami, defense coordinator, everything but the kitchen stink. I don't think the Jets are going to be able to do anything. If it's 13 to nothing, you still cover the nine and a half. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so, yeah, Robert Soloff could be in trouble. Joe Douglas could be in trouble, you know. Uh, but they're definitely uh, – and, of course, if they go in there half-stepping, yeah, the physicality of Quinn Williams, uh, the deep Will McDonald, the defense up front for the Jets. I don't think Miami's going to do that. They're looking at standings. They got to compete with the, with Denver – or not Denver, but uh, – well, maybe Denver. But, um, you know, Buffalo beat them. Buffalo won last week. Buffalo's got a little swagger. They 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 fired their offensive coordinator. So they got a big game this week. Now, if they can find a way to knock out Philadelphia, they're right back in it. Miami's looking at all this stuff. They're looking at uh, Kansas City. They're looking at Baltimore. They would like to get a seating over those teams. Wouldn't you like to be hosting, if you're Miami, against the Kansas City down there in South Florida? or Baltimore, rather than be up in Baltimore in January, or Kansas City, the cold Kansas City. So if I'm I'm Mike McDaniels, that's what I'm saying. We're not going to go up here half-stepping. So I just think Miami defense plays up to their par. They should win this game 24-9, okay? So, whoo, that's a mouthful, everybody. Uh, No show tomorrow. Yeah, this this guy that reached out to me wrote a book the other day and uh, wrote a book about a coach here, and I may bring him on next week. I don't have his – I thought I had his uh, name here, but it's slipping my mind, so I, I may have a guest here. Maybe next week, maybe the week after next, folks. It, it just depends on um, – it just depends on uh, the situation here. Uh, but either way – uh, no show tomorrow. See if I can check check out what his name is. I, I see if it'll come up here. Mike Richmond. Mike Richmond uh, sent me something talking about his book about George Allen, a football life uh, by Mike Richmond, and the forward is by Dick Vermeil. Dick Vermeil, uh, the former uh, Rams coach, that won the Super Bowl, folks, uh, back in '99 over our Titans here in Nashville. Uh, the guy who won, won, won the uh, won the uh, uh, Super Bowl there. So, uh, yeah, I, I may get him on next week, may get him on the week after that and talk about his book and whatnot, folks. Happy Thanksgiving, Pickles. Happy Thanksgiving, uh, Chad. Uh, 
Appreciate everybody's support. No show tomorrow. Friday, we'll be back here debating Carlos, mad New Yorker, Chavez. Uh, have a good holiday. Try not to eat too much, folks. I'll see you Friday. And now you can watch a replay. I think I'm going to have my Al Borges uh, interview on tomorrow. If you get bored at the night and you want to watch a, a pretty good uh, interview there with Al Borges, former Auburn offensive coordinator guy who covers a lot uh, of Michigan football games. So thanks, everybody. See you Friday. Same place, same time here on Sports Scope. Thank you.